0: Today on the breakdown, really great players sometimes play really weird pots. And this pot that we're going to talk about today on this show is just fascinating. And it's two really great players playing in a huge cash game. It's a $300, $600 cash game. And it's Garrett Edelstein going up. All right, I miss said his name. It's fine. Garrett Edelstein, though, going up against Ben Belam. And man, oh, man, this stuff is good because these are two luminaries of the poker world. We're going to take it all apart right now in the breakdown with Grant Denison and Jonathan Litt. Hey. Ah, luminaries. I gave you everything you could ever want in that opening. I gave you I misspoke. I said luminaries, and I said man, oh man. What else do you want?
1: I want more. I want boy, oh boy. Also,
0: I mean, man, oh man, was a heck of a that there, was a heck of a bonus. There have you.
1: been openings where you say in <laughs> in sequence, man, oh man, boy, oh boy. <laughs> <So you're saying laughs>
0: not, not very often. In fairness, no,
1: but those are the best openings, obviously.
0: <laughs> I gave you luminaries. I mean, I really that was as big a gift. You're welcome. Have we ever done a Ben Lamb hand? I don't know if yeah, we have. feel Like maybe once. Yeah, I just don't maybe, have any recollection of doing. Maybe it. Maybe once. Anyway, this is a really high-level hand, bro. It is, it is, and
1: it's it's a hand that is instructive when for when you're playing in deep-stack cash games against other really good players who really understand ranges and what you're doing.
0: Yeah. So, like, our audience is always playing, and so are we. Like, we're just always playing against the Ben Lambs of the world. (laughs) Of course. No. What I'm saying is,
1: like, (laughs) not even in this case necessarily. But if you end up at your local poker club and you consider yourself one of the better players, and you end up constantly in pots with one of the other better players, and and you have a bit of a war going on, and you end up with multiple bets in pre-flop that might not always happen, except for you know each other's reputations, and mm. then and then ranges get weird, and it becomes kind of unclear what to do because it's not a standard spot no matter what anymore.
0: This you definitely know? is not standard the yeah. way this hand is played out
1: at all. Right, it's and great. it was suggested by Max Sawyer. Nice, Max. Thank you, Max. Suggested Max. on Twitter. At two poker guys, number two poker guys. That's, That's how you us. suggest. Yep. Include a YouTube link, which Max did not do because this is on Poker Go and they're jerks and they don't let us use their stuff uh, and they don't right. put it on YouTube.
0: Right. So, but we, so, we, so he just said, he told us where it was. He basically timestamped it for us. We went and looked at it. It is a fantastic hand and we're excited to talk about it.
1: Yeah. It's, right. it's pretty cool. It's uh, Poker After Dark, man. I don't know who do, does the commentary. I was trying to put, put yeah. my finger on it, but I couldn't really recognize the voice. Me either. It was not Ali Najad. This time. Definitely not Ali Nijad. Um, So let's just get to it, huh? Engage. All right. So Edelstein is going to open the action in this. He's got a monster stack in front of him. He's got $575,000. It's yep. three hundred, six hundred. It's almost a 1,000 blinds. Yeah. Some serious crap right there. Yes. You could throw that at a wall. It'll stick. You know what I'm saying? If you, th- you can throw that at a wall, it'll stick. Yeah, I don't know. That just kind of came out. I don't think it makes any sense. No. Nope.
0: No, but okay. You know what? You got you to gotta work on these catchphrases, and where else are you going to do it? This is like your workshop. You got to do it someplace. You gotta you gotta workshop gotta, everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you guys, the listeners, you're the unfortunate victims of you the think, workshops. You, you
0: think Jerry Seinfeld just came out of the freaking womb, like spouting cool observations about airplane black boxes? I don't think so. You I know? don't think so either. He, 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 he did come out of the
1: womb and be like, hey, what if I just said, what's
0: the deal with, and then said a noun? Yeah. When is McDonald's going to stop counting? You know? Yeah. 30 jillion, 50 What's jillion. What's the jillion deal jillion. with sidewalks?
1: <laughs> Sometimes you run on them. I just weird.
0: want to go up to the CEO of McDonald's and say, we get it. We know you're doing very well. This is an actual Seinfeld routine. Is it? Believe it or not. But it sounds like, you know, it could be a fake one.
1: It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> There's a very... Uh, anyway, forget about that. All right. All right. Garrett Adelstein is under the gun. Three He's got almost 1,000 blinds. He does something strange, and I think this is a pattern. This is either the third or fourth Garrett Edelstein hand we've done in recent months. And he always plays a little bit different than mm-hmm. everybody else is what it seems. And uh, the way that manifests here is that he opens to 1,500 with ace-jack offsuit under the gun, ace of hearts, jack of spades. This is a very small open in a cash game.
0: It's a weirdly small open. Yeah, you're going to... I mean, if you 3x it, you 2.5x it, probably doesn't matter really, right? You're going to get the same amount of calls. Right, anyway. but
1: most of the pros are 4xing it in a cash game.
0: Yes, or three and a half four x 4 for sure. And also you give the big blind a different price if everyone else folds. Maybe right. he thinks because it's his under-the-gun range, it's his strongest range, so he just doesn't have to open as big. Well, when it's your strongest range, don't you want to put more money in the pot? Um, I don't know if that's true, because what we're talking about right now is, uh, I mean, yes, in theory, but we're talking about what kind of odds we're giving the big blind to call with, right? Yeah. So if we give them better odds, we want to have a stronger range. It's not just the big blind, though. I mean, other people might widen their calling range for 1,500 versus if you made it 3,200. I mean, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, that's five and a half vexing it almost. But, right. But okay, still. so if he made it 2,500, I think it's a big difference yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. But Although when you're, when you're as deep, maybe everyone's so deep, maybe it feels like it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, but when they're so deep, I mean, I guess ace-jack off is not a hand you really want a lot of action no, with. No, and anyway. you don't want to
0: play a big pot with it. Yeah, but I mean,
1: that's so transparent. If he's going to make it big with aces and, and 1,500 with ace-jack, I don't believe he's doing I that. I don't believe so either. So I don't know. I, it, there may be something we just aren't seeing here.
0: Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Garrett seen plays, like you said, a little bit differently. He makes decisions we wouldn't always make, but he's also very successful and, and thinks about stuff very deeply, it seems, and he's an interesting guy.
1: And he's pretty much exclusively a cash game player. We looked him up yeah. last time we did a podcast on him, and he's, he's played a couple main events, but he basically has no tournament results and doesn't play them frequently. He just plays the big cash games when he can. Correct. Yeah. So he understands these games, and he understands the flow of the game, and maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Mm. Um. Anyway, he gets the bad news of Scott Seaver on his left calling him with King Ten of Clubs. That's never good to have Scott Seaver in the hand with you. True. It's very bad. Um, a guy with the last name of Who, who I have not heard of before, I imagine he might be one of the whales they brought in, with eight six of spades, also calls. Then it, it folds to Ben Lamb on the on the button, and he's got 245,000 in front of him, which doesn't sound like much compared to Edelstein's stack, but at 300, 600, that's a lot. That's 400 blinds. Yep. Uh, and he's got ace king of spades. So, most of the time, you're going to see a 3-bit here, right?
0: Even though the the under-the-gun player opened when you have all these calls already, it seems like it's... I mean, you are suited, so you can make a little bit more of a case to call rather than to raise, but I think mostly you just feel like you want to be against less players. Right. King-high flops are a lot better heads-up than four-ways. And that's usually going to be more than four-ways, right? If we call, like the big blind's going to feel obligated to call with a lot of their range. Right. Yeah, it's good to just kind
1: of narrow the field here, and also... It's Adelstein. Adelstein's kind of a nut. It's good to to get some value here against his range.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we have a strong enough hand that if we were to get four bet, it's okay.
1: Yes. Because we're deep enough like we're not in that weird, awkward spot where we can't really continue or we, we have to move in. We can right. decide just to call four yeah, bets.
0: Right, if we want to. Or we could decide to do anything, but but calling is totally reasonable plan for if we get four bet.
1: Yeah. So uh, so, Lamb decides to 3-bet, which is totally normal. He probably 3-bets a lot, so it's good to have Ace-King in a 3-betting yeah. range anyway. Uh, he makes it 8,300 over the 1,500. Uh, and it folds back to Edelstein, and now this is a bad spot.
0: Yes. I mean, now we shouldn't call, right? We're going to be out of position. We have a hand that plays poorly against uh, a 3-better's range. Even Ben Lamb's range, it probably plays pretty yeah. poorly against... We've got other guys in between us who, if we call, we're going to let them in with a hand like Ace Jack off, which sucks. I think calling seems like a bad choice. I think suited, we could call. Yes, I agree. I agree because we can make the nuts yeah. much more easily, right? And we can get draws that make it easier to continue. But right, off suit, we're just. It's a problem hand, and we're going to be out of position where we're super deep against really good players and invite other players in by calling. It seems like a terrible idea.
1: I think typically we should just fold here, yep.
0: and folding is probably the
1: optimal play. I think most players fold almost always here. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, but Edelstein decides he wants to play, yeah. but he's going he's gonna to not just call. He's going to turn his hand into a bluff here. He's going to four-bet. So
0: I like this as if, we're, if we decide we're not going to fold this feels like the only good option. Like, it's yes. way better. Even though you could say to yourself, and I've done this before in my head, well, we're so, so, so deep. I can call it just to see a flop because we're so crazy deep, the implied odds. But you can't let everyone else in. Right, and also this is maybe the number one reverse implied odds hand in poker, ace-jack-off suit. Um, okay, I don't know where you got that from, but sure. it's it's
1: It's like it's, maybe the perfect example of a reverse implied odds situation where you open under the gun with a hand like ace-jack-off, get three bet and you're out of position with ace jack off like
0: right but i mean i just don't know why you say why you picked that one to be the worst implied odds. i suppose like ace queen or ace 10 or king queen or king i just feel like it's or, like the
1: most colloquially perfect example of a reverse implied odds
0: hand ace jack off suit okay
1: cool if you disagree you're wrong
0: i don't really have any opinion about that i don't know why we're talking about it anymore. let's move on what's your favorite kind of cookie something you do have an opinion on oatmeal butterscotch Oatmeal butterscotch. Yeah.
1: I don't think I've ever had that.
0: Well, you're a fool. Welcome to Foolville. Population Grant
1: Denison only. So you're saying if I was living in poverty somewhere and I just never had clean water, yeah. I'd be a fool? <laughs> because I hadn't had clean water? I'm saying if it was
0: you, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Specifically you. Okay. You'd be a fool. I see your position. No, Good. we all see it. We all Good. get it
1: now. Good. All right. Anyway, Adelson is going to four bet. Now... I guess maybe he wants to have some four bets with a hand like this, but I think it's okay to have 100% folds
0: with a hand like this. This is a hand that is a pretty normal fold most of the time. It's sort of like... it's like if you're, I would guess Adelstein's probably sometimes opening weak suited aces here and things like under the gun yeah. too. So that usually is your more typical four betting hand if you're going to pick one, and then you're going to fold like the ace jacks of the world. Yeah. Because when you get called... Uh, what I mean, what is Ben Lamb calling with? If he's got a big ace, he's folding ace-10, and he's calling with ace-king and often ace-queen, right? Yeah. And so
1: that's not good. And sometimes you get five-bet because
0: sometimes Ben Lamb really has it. Yeah. Well, then we just fold. Yeah. At least true. it's not a problem. Like, we understand we're bluffing, right? Yeah. We do have significant blockers. Well, something I
1: I really do like about what Elsin does is he definitely gives himself a chance to win preflop with his sizing. We've seen the mistake many times recently on the breakdown where I feel like we see somebody make an aggressive move pre-flop, and I'm just like, that's just not big enough to ever get the job done. This is a hand where you need fold equity, like this hand. Yeah. scene makes it 31K. And what was the three bet, to 8,300. Right. He's okay. definitely giving himself fold equity here.
0: Yeah, if, if Ben doesn't have a very strong hand, he's going to fold. Even though he's in position, he's just going to fold. Right. Also, yeah. Ben started the hand with 240,000, right? Yeah. So, actually, we're going to have, you know, there's going to be 60K in there or so, a little more, 65K in there if he calls, and he's gonna have only 210 behind and stacked the pot is already becoming a thing for him yeah so it puts him in a in a tough spot unless he has a very strong hand now he does but yes it, it puts him in a very tough spot right so 30 I like the sizing do you agree yeah yeah I think you might even go a little higher because we're out of position um but I like the sizing I think I think I might make it a little more I think that's about right for me 31k seems that's pretty big it's pretty big I mean it's it's almost 4x yeah which is yeah that's that sounds pretty good yeah I might make it 33, 34, but, 30, I'm, but I'm 31, nitpicking. five. I'm not, I'm admittedly nitpicking. Let's move on. I like 31, five. Okay. Cause it's harder to put
1: all the chips together to make the call. You know, you're like, ah, I have to find the it's 500 chip. Not worth it. Not worth my time. I'll fold next hand.
0: And I can't throw in bigger chips and get changed. Cause that's against the rules in this particular game. We're I
1: playing. mean, are you one of those selfish guys who has a 500 chip and always gets change anyway? Hate
0: that. If you can't find the five hundred chip, by the way, your chip should be pretty easy to find. Yeah. But if you somehow can't, you could can just throw it a chip, and they will make change. Yeah, that's job, true. I'm pretty sure. Although maybe not in this game, Grant. Maybe that's one of the interesting twists on this poker. Side note. Arm. Yeah. Side note about live poker. Yeah. Don't
1: be a collector. Oh, Do God. not be one of those guys. Okay. Why you don't want to hear my rant? I just don't care. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> Maybe it's been too long for you since you've been at a table with a guy who's collecting all of the small chips at the table for no and reason never, and never putting out his ante properly for no reason for yeah. no reason yeah
0: like there's a point when you get close to the collar up where it right, makes sense right of
1: course but yeah. they're just doing it because they don't want to use their small chips they want right. to have a big stack of small chips yeah that's like, and it slows the game down and it's so annoying and other people don't have small chips anymore don't be a collector yeah if you're ever at a table with me and you're a collector you're off the books which what does is that re- mean? it's really bad isn't that good to be off the books yeah you might think so wouldn't you I yeah. The books are where you're alive. That's oh. what I'm
0: saying. So you're off the books. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not alive, or you're off living. I'm, I'm,
1: I can't say off anything else. I, like don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to implicate myself okay. any further
0: about the books. You Kind of already have. So so you end up killing these people. Is that what you're saying? I didn't say that. But you sort of. I are didn't implying... say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just
1: saying there's a lot fewer collectors than there used to be in the world. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> all. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Speed up the game a little.
1: Uh, anyway, so Seaver and who both fold. They have to with their hands, king ten and eight six yeah. suited. And uh, so Ben Lamb's got a, a slightly interesting spot. There does seem to be one clear option that's the most obvious, but he can he can't fold. Obviously, this part of his range.
0: I don't really think he can five bet very often, Kenny. I mean, we're it's five betting a as a bluff. Yeah. yeah, we have blockers, and what are we hoping to fold out?
1: Maybe we can fold out two jacks sometimes. If some and somehow Adelson is going to four bet fold jacks, something like that.
0: I mean, that's just, I mean, that may work, but that's like that seems like a very small part of his range to be targeting here. Right? Yes. So, I agree. The problem is, of course, when we just flat, although it feels like the only real obvious move when we're this deep, uh, we're often going to lose, even if we have the best hand, you know, post-flop. So do we have a five-betting range in this spot, or do we never five-bet? Good question. If we have a five-betting range, it just has to be balanced with, um, like we can have ace-ace, king-king, and like ace-three suited- kind of a thing. That might yeah. be all we need. Yeah. You know, there's 4 ace, 3 suiteds, there's actually maybe we can have a few more. We can throw a few more suited aces. Maybe and ace, deuce, ace, three, ace Ace 3 Ace 3 suited. Yeah, maybe that's it.
1: And Ace Ace and King King.
0: Yeah, and that's the whole thing. And yeah. only and only when we feel like we need to be balanced by the way. You know, like against certain players we don't have to do it with our with the weak part of the range. Right. If
1: Bill Klein four bets to 31k, we're not going to do it with the weak part of the range. Right. If
0: We have two aces like I am definitely five betting this guy cuz he has kings so often yeah. and he's not going to fold for sure. Yeah. Right. Bill Perkins same thing.
1: Right. I agree that it feels way more comfortable to call than the five-bet here, but it is a very strong hand against an aggressive player. Yeah.
0: We probably have to call sometimes with the aces and the kings, too. Yes, I agree. But mostly, I think we should we should have a five-betting range against most players anyway, especially when we, when we were this deep. Yeah.
1: You know? I really don't mind just calling with aces against a very aggressive opponent in yeah. this spot. In position, too. We've already got... 50 blinds in pre flop that's a pretty good miracle and
0: we're heads up and in position Like yeah, that's pretty good and yeah if he goes bet bet we can get it in a lot yeah yeah
1: but instead we have ace king suited and it's a little bit scary to five bet so ben lamb decides to call yeah which is probably what i would end up doing too i mean it's obviously a fine decision
0: i would play it just like ben
1: yep um so before we get to the flop let's talk about a place where you can play just like ben as well if you want to or you could try It's probably hard he's pretty good yeah. I'm talking about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room of course. Of course. Jonathan's wearing a hoodie. I am. It's nitrogen, nitrogen Sports, sports right on it. Very, very comfortable. It's we each a, we each have one of those and those are nice hoodies. They're comfortable, they're super warm. You should I consider love this hoodie. buying one from Nitrogen if you go on there, although I don't know how much it costs. They
0: don't I think it's I think it's like 50 bucks actually. Yeah. But I I mean, look, they do not even want us to promote their merchandise. They do not care about that. They no. want us to promote other stuff, but really this hoodie is awesome. I wear this hoodie all the time. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> I wear it at home constantly We it's got so hats warm. and shirts too. Yeah.
1: The joys of being a poker guy.
0: I tell you, it's yeah. amazing. Or, you, guys, you know, you could just buy them for yourself. You
1: guys should try it. Just be a poker guy.
0: But anyway, um, let's talk about Nitrogen Sports Poker in terms of, you know, the website. I'd love you to. Great. Well, you know what they say. They have a brand new slogan, Grant. What is it? You're going to love it at Nitrogen Sports Poker. <laughs> it seems like they didn't really uh, put that one in the think tank for too long. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> it's think pretty, pretty I mean, simplistic. I think it's pretty catchy. Uh, of course, you uh, would have to use the link in the description when you sign up. What uh, description? The description of this podcast. Oh, good. And what you get for doing that, Grant is you get access to cool poker guys events. Like, for example, we have on February 3rd, which is Super Bowl Saturday, we have an event which is a tournament, super cheap buy-in, it's a .1 millibit, which is like, these days, $1.50. And they've got a 100 millibit guarantee. Last time we had like 65 players, meaning there was a crazy like 16X overlay. It's gonna be something like that again Don't be a fool. Definitely be in that tournament. And if you haven't signed up for Nitrogen yet, use the link so that way you get access to the tournament. Otherwise, you won't even see it. Yeah. Don't be a fool. Yeah. Of course, Nitrogen uh, moves at the speed of Bitcoin because it is a Bitcoin-only poker room, sir, which means unlike most uh, online poker rooms and things like that where it takes days or even weeks to get paid, it usually takes 20 minutes I mean, on a bad day, it takes a few hours, but it's way faster than anything else. And you get a free withdrawal every two weeks, which is pretty awesome when you consider how freaking expensive a lot of Bitcoin transaction feeds are right now. Yeah. Nitrogen just pays for it. Yep. And let me tell you, I've looked it up. Sometimes it's really expensive and they just pay for it anyway. Yeah. It's really great. Because they're good guys. They are good guys. They're good people. And they have good hoodies. They, yeah. Yeah. And they care about children. Sick children. Not healthy ones, though. No, I hate the healthy kids. <laughs> Just the sick ones. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Go buy a hoodie. You know all I, mean? I have to say is, you're going to love it at Nitrogen Sports Poker.
1: Find your lost dreams. Yeah. We got some find your lost dreams tweet. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. it was decent. It we was did. It was from one of our uh, people who tweets at us a lot. Was, yeah, I don't remember. But sorry, don't remember whoever you it.
0: are, I forgot what it, it was. But it was good. Whatever it was, it was good. Yeah. That's all we got for you. That's, all right.
1: That's that. All right. Move on. Let's go to the flop. where heads up. We got Under the Gun Edelstein with Ace Jack Offsuit, Ace of Hearts Jack of Spades, Ben Lamb with Ace King of Spades. Ben Lamb is going to be the effective stack. He started with 245k. He's down to 223k, 224k. Um, We've got 66k in the pot. The flop is Six of Hearts, King of Diamonds, Jack of Clubs. So they both flop a pair.
0: A little something for everyone, Grant. A little
1: something for everyone. That's what they say. That's what they say. So it's not exactly a spot where Adelstein can get in trouble, but it's an interesting spot for Edelstein, right? And this is what I'm talking about when early in this podcast I was saying you end up in these spots against aggressive good players that you wouldn't normally be in, and the ranges are so weird. Like, what do you do with ace-jack here? It's such a weird thing.
0: I mean, you'd have to think Adelstein knows before the cards come out if he doesn't flop two pair better, flopping one pair is not going to be great for him. Yeah. Like, if he flops an ace, he's going to get no action, or he's going to be behind mostly. He flops a jack, even if it's top pair. If he gets action, he's usually behind. Yeah, maybe, maybe he can get one street of action where he's ahead, but Out it's not great. Something. Yeah, yeah, but it's not great. So I think he's probably in his head thinking like, unless I flop huge, I'm probably going to check. Yeah, unless yeah. maybe unless he flops air, I guess. Like if he if he completely misses, he may feel obligated to continue. Right. You know. Mm. But you, yeah, I guess maybe on like a four four five flop, he'd just be like, I'll try once. I mean, I think on a king 4-4 four, four flop, he should probably continue, right? He's yeah. Guy, you can have ace-king. It's a right, Or lamb, lamb has a lot of like nines through queens type hands. Absolutely. Yeah. And ace-queen and stuff like that. Yeah. So like king high or queen high or something like that, we could continue. Um, but if we flop anything and we actually have showdown, legit showdown value, we're probably are just going to check.
1: Right. It just Unless seems a bit transparent up. though, right? Like yep. If our plan is check, we'll show down value and bet when we don't have it or when we flop huge. That's pretty yeah. transparent.
0: I guess some part of our range has to be a, just a total give up range as soon as we're called. Yeah. Where we're like, okay, and, and flops where I miss. This, this is one of the times I'm giving up. You know, you just don't try. You just check fold. Yeah. Then that makes it okay to check sometimes. And also, I guess you have to once in a while. I guess you flop two pair You flop trips. You could, uh, I guess, check sometimes too. I, I guess. Don't know, now we're checking most of the time.
1: Which is weird considering we're the preflop aggressor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this board is actually kind of good for our range, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: we have ace-king in our range.
0: We have king-king in our range. We have
1: jack-jack in our range.
0: It's all pretty good. We have ace-ace in our range. Yep. Yep. So Benba doesn't necessarily have... He has kings, but not as many kings as we do. Pocket kings, I mean. Um, And aces. Yep. We have more aces. We have more pocket kings. I don't know if we have more ace-kings. We could have the same amount of ace-kings. We he might have more pocket jacks than we do. Yeah, we may be more inclined to just flat with pocket mm-hmm. jacks instead of raise again. That's true, that's true. But overall, this is I think probably slightly favorable to our range than to his because we can have kings a little bit more of the time. I think it's pretty close. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's pretty close, and we can have aces, and he he has he has it less. I think this might be a
1: range neutral board actually with these two guys. Mm. I think we're probably slightly ahead, but I'll, whatever. It's close. So either way. Out. It's a weird spot now, though, to flop like the kind of something flop that scene has flopped.
0: I mean, I don't know if it's really weird. We have a pretty clear plan, right? We're going to yeah. check. We're going to call. and We're going to figure it out on the turn a little bit, right? That's like we're not going to fold to one bet. Probably not, but it's not great if, no. if he
1: bets. like it's terrible. Automatically, it's like, well, that sucks. I hope he has tens and is turning it into a bluff.
0: Right. Like, what am I going to do on the turn? I hope I don't get bluffed on, off the turn can i but i can't fold every time but i have to fold most of the time and whatever like
1: every option seems crappy is what i'm saying like we check and we really hope for a check back basically because when we bet we're just like okay it's kind of a value hand but please fold and if we check and he bets we're like okay i hope you just shut down and i get to win
0: i mean you know he bets we could decide i mean i guess it comes down to just what do we think about ben lamb and is he aggressive enough that we can call multiple streets but we're gonna call once for sure and then if we think he's Aggressive enough that we can call a second street somewhere along the way, great. And once in a blue moon, we can call all three streets, praying he just turns over some weird suited connector because otherwise we're dead. It's weird
1: because, I mean, we chose to play high variance pre-flop, yeah. but like when we flop like this, it's kind of an automatically high variance spot no matter what happens. Yeah. just kind of weird. Yep. And Adelstein uh, decides to do kind of the transparent thing and check. Yeah. Which, you know, I get it. I probably would too. I think you have to check it. I think betting
0: is just a terrible idea. You just put yourself in such a weird spot.
1: Now, from Lamb's perspective, from a more traditional perspective, what does it look like Edelstein has at this point? Because you don't really expect
0: ace-jack too often. No, you wouldn't expect You know, It's got to be queens, right? Queens and maybe tens. Yeah, I guess he could have tens. He might just call with tens, though, rather than four-bet them pre. Yeah, I know. But it is is Edelstein, though. Yeah, it's true. But it plays well also as like a just call. Other people call behind and we can set mine. True. Um, but you don't have to do it that way, and sometimes you could decide to four bet, surely. Um, it could also be a set of kings. But as Ben yes. Lamb, we block that, obviously. Yeah, it's hard to give him a set of kings.
1: But, but from Edelstein's perspective, if he's going to be checking queens and ace-jack on this board, he should also probably be checking a set of kings with some frequency. At least some of the time, yeah. Yeah. So that's something to be concerned about for Lamb, but not huge because we block it, and you'd think a set of jacks is a lot more likely to bet than a set of kings because it doesn't block
0: top pair. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to do as lamb now? It's checked to you. Well, here's the things we have to balance. One thing is if we want to try and get all in, which may sound crazy on one level, but on another level, we often have the best hand. I don't know now if we get all in. Well, not on the flop. I'm talking about by the river. Um even if by the river I think it's I mean we've be... seen Garrett Edelstein called down with an underpair. That's true.
1: In. That is a good point.
0: Ryan Fee raised and went bet, bet, bet all in on the river and he called with two eights on like with four overcards or something crazy.
1: Right. Like that. When when Fee bet like twice the pot on the turn.
0: Yeah. So like I don't know that I think so getting trying to get value is not a terrible idea against Edelstein. Yeah, that's fair. Um against most players though, it's gonna be
1: probably pretty bad if we end up all in for this many chips.
0: Um yes, I agree. And the other thing is this, like Adelstein may know that that's his reputation and may be a little more careful, especially now they're playing for a lot more money. Like that was, I think he ended up calling like 80,000 the all-in or 100,000 all-in total, right? Yeah, This is two and a half times that is in play here. So Adelstein may be playing a little more careful too. He may not just be like, well, I'm just going to be this massive hero.
1: Yeah, that's obviously evidenced by his four-bet preflop with ace-jack offsuit.
0: <laughs> well, that's different though. He's being the aggressor though yeah. instead of being the caller. Um, and the thing is this, the real concern I think we have is Ben is how many streets can we get out of two queens, right? I don't know if we can get more than one, but against Edelstein, maybe we can. Right. I think that's that's correct. I think we should plan to try and get two. Mm-hmm. Two feels at least possible. And the way we get two most of the time would be either to go bet, check, bet, or check, bet, bet. I think that's the easiest way to get two streets out of queens. Of course, there can be bad cards that come to kill all our action.
1: Right. right. I think mostly what you have to balance is the bad cards versus the story, because... I think you're more likely to get the action from Queens if you
0: check the flop and bet the turn in the river. I agree. I agree. Uh, but it's okay to bet once. Queens are going to feel obligated to call the flop, I think, most of the right. time. If we check back the turn, now it looks like, uh, I'm giving up. And then if he checks the river again, you're like, well, I have to take my shot, and I bet, and then he doesn't know what to do. And he may find a call. Right. So I think, I think both lines can work. But I agree checking. Checking means now we can have Ace Jack suited or something like right. that. If, or, if if it goes check check, he checks again on the turn, we go bet bet.
1: Also, those cards that can come can help our story of we can't beat queens. If draws come in, we mm. can start to rep the draws. Like yeah. if the draw comes in on the turn, we can like say like I have the draw and then the draw and then the draw misses, we can say I still have the draw. I'm betting again. Yeah. You know, that's to right. try to get called by queens that way.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um the the problem with this hand right now is and this is, the, this is one of the reasons why some people like to play ace-king pre-flop very fast, is because when you flop, when the flop comes out, either you've missed and you're screwed, or you've hit, and let's say you have the best hand, it's very obvious usually to the other player that you have something because they're aware that there's overcards to whatever they have. Or it's, it's not a good flop for them usually yeah if it's an ace or a king on the board. Sometimes they have ace-queen and it works out great. But mostly if there's an ace-high board and they have two queens, it's hard to get a lot of money, right? Yeah. So you try and get paid early. You try and get more money in pre to to get make sure you get paid or and also have some fold equity of course you also can run right into a train of you know of, of aces or kings that way and just get destroyed right
1: i think i like checking here
0: the yeah, more i think too. about it because
1: not only do we i think do the best at getting paid by queens which is probably the hand we should be targeting for value yep the way edelstein's played it so far yep um, we also keep bluffs alive if Adelstein is, like, giving up for now. But if we, we open the door, maybe he'll take a shot with, you know, the 9-10 suited that he decided to play this way.
0: I mean, I think if we check this flop, we have to, on most turns and rivers, go call-call. Yes. Right? Because Adelstein, if he takes one shot, he's probably going to take a second one. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're probably right. I think that's probably the way to get paid the most of the time, is to check this flop rather than bet it. That makes sense to me. However,
1: against Adelstein's exact hand, we are missing a bet here. But we might be more likely to get two bets in even against this
0: hand. Well, we were playing against queens, which really plays the same. Yes. Except it has to worry about queens. Ace, Jack does.
1: This is obviously way better for us than queens because an ace can come and we can definitely get paid.
0: Whereas if a queen
1: comes against queens, we're losing.
0: Yeah. No, no, absolutely right. I mean, if Jack comes, it's still two outer to beat us. But but the getting paid part is different. Yes. I mean, the other thing that's nice about checking this flop, and then we should probably move on, is uh, we still only have one pair. We have a quarter million dollars in front of us, or not anymore. We have $210,000 in front of us or something like that. You know, we can pot control. It's okay with one pair to pot control, you know, with all this money. that A lot of it's going to get in anyway, probably, if he has anything. So, you know, like, there's a good chance to get paid anyway. Yeah, you're allowed so to, to pot control. Look. Yeah, with one pair especially. Even though it's a good pair and it's a hell of a flop. It's okay.
1: It is a hell of a so, flop. Does he have a back door? Let me take a look I here. I think so. Um, well, uh, mm. Nope. No spades on the flop. There you go. All right, so Ben Lamb does check. He agrees with us.
0: Yep. Decides to check. It wouldn't be crazy to bet by any means. There's already the pot's already big. Yeah. It's okay to take it down right now, but
1: slash build a pot for later. Yeah. Um, but
0: he checks. So there's
1: still sixty six thousand nine hundred in the pot. Adelstein still has ace jack off on the king jack six board rainbow board. Ben Lamb's got ace king. The turn is sick, bro. It is like malaria. Super sick. It's the jack. That is crazy. Jack of hearts. It brings a second heart. Oh, man. Adelstein rockets to the lead, and Lamb can't really see it that easily. Like, no jacks way. are not a big part of Adelstein's range here.
0: He's, we're no. surprised
1: he has ace jack, and that's the best jack, obviously.
0: I mean, the only jacks he's supposed to have are four of them. Yes. And that makes sense. Four jacks, I can see how he'd play it this way. Although, sometimes he may not four bet that, but whatever.
1: And usually, he's going to bet that on the flop, by the way. Yeah,
0: There's usually. king on the board. Usually, but maybe not always. At least we can understand that he might not yes. always bet that on the flop. But, yeah, so we're afraid of one combo of jacks. Cool. What else are we losing to? Aces that played weird or Two kings? kings that played weird. The one combo of kings that played weird. And then the three combos of aces that played weird. And we just don't think he's going to four bet two sixes very often pre. No, it seems unlikely. Yeah. Like Ben's supposed to have the sixes more so than uh, yeah. than Adelstein. Although three betting that is kind of weird. But Three betting that's weird. And I don't know if he can actually afford to call the four bet. I don't know if they're deep enough for him to actually be able to do that. The stack to pot and stuff. Yeah, he might not be. It's close. Yeah.
1: Um, So anyway, this card is incredible for Adelstein, Unbelievable. He's like, wow, I really hope Ben Lamb check back a big hand on the flop. I mean, not a monster hand, but a big hand.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The monster hand is still beating me. Um, So what do you want to do as Adelstein now? Well, it's an interesting thing, right? On one level, we could bet because our story is now like, huh? What in the world do you have would be my question if he bet now? Yeah. If I was Ben Lamb. So that's kind of a cool reason to bet, right? The other side of it is if we had two queens, we would not like this card.
1: That is the first thing that flashed in my mind. Edelstein is good enough and should automatically realize it looks a lot like two queens, like 90% of his range is two queens. It seems the way like he's played it so far. Yeah. What would you do with two queens? Which he now wants to rep two queens. Right. He wants to say to Ben Lamb, either you can get me off two queens or if you have two queens, B, you're good. He's trying to say that to Ben Lamb. Absolutely. So the best thing to do is check because Mm -hmm. now all the cards on the board beat him because Ben Lamb doesn't have just a 1-6 ever. He never has like 6-7 suited. So if Ben Lamb has a king or a jack, that's now beating two queens. Two queens would
0: never bet the turn. Two queens would check the turn almost always. That's correct. So that's a really good reason. And, and of course, this also keeps the bluffs alive in case Ben really doesn't have much, which is possible. He could have ace-queen or something himself. And uh, we give him a chance to fire here which is pretty sweet. By the way, Ben could have picked up a draw also, and he may feel obligated to semi-bluff it.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So that's they're, all pretty good.
1: There are hearts now. Yeah. So Edelstein puts this all together, I guess, and decides to check. It's cool. I really like. Me too. I think it's a good play. I think a lot of people would feel obligated to bet. They're like, well, there's yeah. a king out there. I got to
0: build a pot. You right. Know, like but. maybe he has a king. He checked back. So he often is going to have some kind of showdown value. Let's get some Pizze in the Mizze.
1: That's what they say.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that hasn't really caught on yet in most <laughs> poker circles, but in, but in the Quebecois poker circle, that's what they say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Where else would I have gotten that?
1: Well, I was thinking you might have been thinking of the Zambian poker circle, uh-huh. but what they say is slightly
0: different. Yeah, of course yeah. it's different. To me, it's not really slightly different, but I guess to, to your to less a, trained yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. of course. It sounds very similar. Okay. It's just about, you know, <laughs> enunciation. All right. So what do you want to <laughs> do now is He's checked again. <sighs> I mean, can we really check again? It seems... Cr- First of all, there's two hearts out there. There's like a lot... Now there's cards that are going to come that are going to be like, well, we, we got to be believe we have the best hand. Like, we probably thought we had the best hand on the flop anyway. Of course. Almost always. Now we're more sure we have the best hand. We don't. But like, how man. does this guy have
1: a jack? Of course.
0: This guy doesn't have a jack. This guy would have bet two aces at some point, probably. This guy would have bet his full houses, probably. Like, whatever. Sometimes I'm losing. There's very little I'm losing to... I got to build a pot here, man. Let's go. Let's get some money in there. If Edelstein had two aces and decided to check the flop, he might check this turn card. Yeah, that's true. He might. But he might bet it too. Um, but you're right. He, might, he very well might check two aces exactly. But Okay. Like, fine. We block two aces anyway. There's three combos. Yeah, like, there's
1: twice as many combos of queens, and they're more likely to play this way than aces. Exactly. Like, let's go. Let's get some money in this. So he's targeting lot. exactly queens, right? Like, I think so. Two but tens are probably going to fold no matter what.
0: I'm not sure if two tens are going to fold. Yeah, maybe fold. they'll call once. It's Adelstein. It's Adelstein. He's checked twice indicating showdown value or complete give up. If he's completely giving up, it probably doesn't matter what we do. Like if we check the check the turn, probably it's hard to get paid on the river anyway. Right, the only way we fall behind is gonna,
1: if Two Tens is deciding not to pay us, they're only going to pay us on the river if
0: they get there. Right, which our, ain't good for yeah. us. So it's okay to, to deny equity slash. You know, betting to his showdownable hand most of the time is showdownable range. Yeah. so I like betting here. I do too. And like and we just we just we're just gonna check back again and like get one street of value with this. It seems crazy. We're trying to get two streets of value. Yeah, right? we got to get we got to get our money. Yeah, that Jack is not supposed to help Adelstein. We absolutely should be betting, and we we have more Jacks in our range than he
1: has in his. Absolutely, because we could have like Jack ten suited that we decided to three bet and then feel like we have to call the four bet. I guess Mm -hmm. you know. So he does bet. Lamb bets forty thousand eight hundred into sixty six thousand nine hundred. Yep. Now what do you want to do, is Garrett Adelstein? Man,
0: okay. If we were to check, I mean, obviously we're never folding. So yeah. are we calling or are we check-raising? If we were to check-raise, what would happen with most of Ben Lamb's range? Obviously he'd fold most of it. What parts of Ben Lamb's range is he not folding? That's the question, right? I think a good question is what's he doing with his hand that he has? Well, that's, that's exactly what, it, that's another way of asking the same question. Because we know anything that's got us beat, he's, ne- he's never folding. If he somehow has tripped jacks, that he's not going to end up folding that. But what does he do with this hand? Because he's folding two queens if we check-raise, right? So I yeah. think it's really, I think it really is. This is this is the only part of the hand, the only part of his range. Sorry, that matters. The rest of it's yes. going to play out all by itself, really straightforward. No matter how we play this it, this in ace ace. Okay, ace ace that decided not to five bet pre, which is possible, yeah. of course. Yes, this in ace ace. Ace ace might have bet the flop. Ace king didn't. It's basically the same. It blocks a little bit. Yeah, but you're right. It's basically the same. So yeah, I think.
1: Okay, what does it look like we have if we check-raise? Because obviously, as Edelstein, if we check-raise, we no longer have queens. Right. We have ace-queen of hearts because we picked up the royal flush draw. Right, and we've decided we don't have a ton of fold equity when he checks back the flop to bet the turn, so we're trying to give ourselves as much fold equity as possible. I
0: guess we could have ace-ten of hearts since we showed up with ace-jack. We know that, but sure. we don't know if Benbo would ever give us credit for ace-jack. Ace, jack, ace ten if, of hearts. And could he
1: also have maybe queen-ten of hearts, hands like that? Is that possible? I mean, would we really four-bet that hand? It's probably better than four-betting ace-jack off.
0: Yeah, maybe it is. It's less likely to be dominated, I guess. Um, we don't have a blocker to the ace, at least, but yeah, that's the... We don't one. have an overcard to Kings yeah. either, but I don't know. It plays so well as see of flop hand, you know? It yeah. feels like he'd call with that most of the time. But, right. of course, we wouldn't think he'd four-bet ace-jack most of the time either, so...
1: See, that's the thing. The four-bet puts a bit of a wrench in what we would check-raise with that is not super strong because ace-queen of hearts... Plays so well, we could just call with that. Forwarding that can turn into a disaster,
0: right? And also, would we really check raise Ace Queen of Hearts rather than bet Ace Queen of Hearts on the turn ourselves? Would we just bet it? Right. Most of the time, we would. If we, we wanted, bet
1: if we wanted maximum fold equity, I guess we would check raise. But it's higher variance, clearly.
0: Right. But also, Ben could just check back again. Like, so we may not get a chance to, you know, use our fold equity. Yeah. Versus, if we bet, we are absolutely using fold equity right now. That's true. So, I don't know, man. I mean, the tr- I mean, I like, I really love. Adelstein's check because that jack is supposed to be bad for him, better for Ben, and something he's supposed to be scared of with his range. So, sure, the yeah. check makes all the sense in the world. I think Ben may have to feel like he has to fold ace king if he gets check raised. Yeah. Because is Garrett Adelstein check raising ace king himself? He's not. No. He's never doing that. If, he's, if he decides to check the turn with ace king, he's only calling. So, it's you're, you're, you're never chopping. What are like, he's not doing with queens. So, it's air, ace queen of hearts exactly basically, or some, maybe some other weird flush draw that we really yeah. struggle to f- put him on, or something that's got us destroyed. King-king or jack-jack, one of those two combos. Those would be the most obvious ones. What yeah. about
1: ace-ace? Would he ever check-raise ace-ace for
0: value? No, not when the jack pairs. Yeah, you'd think not. I mean, you were thinking he would check because of that, not bet yeah. on the turn, so why would he check-raise it, right? Right. So there's, th- there's not very much out there. Like, yeah, I think- I mean, from Benba's point of view, there's really only two combos that are beating us. Which is kind of crazy,
1: right, so as Adelstein faced with his bet on the turn, I think he should stay in the same mindset he had on when he was checking the turn, which was, what would I do with two queens here?
0: Let's convince him I have two queens right. you
1: know that's my goal here, right. I hope he has two queens beat, but not by a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. have aces, have ace, king, yeah, um, have king queen that you decide to play this way, right, yeah. have something like that. that would be great. How do I and the way to get value out of that part of his range is to call, right yes. By the way, if he's got a better hand, it doesn't matter. And if he's got a much worse hand, it doesn't matter anyway. So maybe it's just really hard to get value by check-raising that, that you wouldn't get value from just calling anyway. Right. right.
1: I mean, if we call, first of all, we allow Ben to sometimes bluff the river because yep. we have checked twice. Ben could certainly bluff. This is a big pot.
0: Yeah, also hearts came on right. the turn, so maybe.
1: Yeah, so maybe Ben could bluff the river. Um, at the same time, if Ben has ace-king, which he does... And a clean card comes, it's gonna be really hard for him not to bet the river anyway.
0: I agree. Now, this is something you said is very important, though a clean card. Yes. So a heart, a queen, or a 10 are not clean cards. Correct. You may also be thinking it's possible an ace may not be a clean card, potentially, for Ben's point of view. Ben yeah. is like, oh, we're Ben is like king queen or something like that, and ace is gonna scare him. So we don't know. But there's, there's like, you know, 20% of the deck or something like that, maybe actually a little more, 25% of the deck that's not clean. Yeah, but that's not a
1: huge amount.
0: No. No, it's not. But it's but it will prevent Ben from betting, and he may even fold if we bet. Yeah,
1: the thing is, I think if we check raise, Ben might even fold Ace King. So it's probably I think so. That's too. probably the best reason to just
0: call. Here's the one reason to believe that he may not fold Ace King though is that there's very few combos of things we would have that are beating Ace King here. Yeah, because if we wouldn't play aces like this, is would in theory, it's just two combos. From Ben's point of view. From Adelstein's yeah. point of view, it's more. It's four combos, right? Yes, but Adelstein would be putting Ben on Ace-King a right? better to try to get value. That's anyway. right. That's right. So then we're back. Yeah. It, Ben's most like holding for sure is like, it, for anything that could continue would be yeah. Ace-King, right? Yeah. Yeah. We even block Aces because we have an Ace in our hand, so Ace-King makes so much more sense. Right. Um, or King-Queen maybe, but it's the same thing ultimately, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we're down to two combos, and then you could say like, well, if I only have two combos of value, it seems... Turns out I have more, but if it only seems like that, that's kind of a good time to raise against a smart player.
1: True. At the same time, though, I think the argument of allowing Ben to continue bluffing if he's bluffing, plus that Ben is usually going to have to bet Ace King or better on the river
0: anyway, yeah,
1: means it's probably better to call. Yeah, to I think you're
0: right. And there's a real concern that he may just find a fold with Ace King.
1: Yeah, you may. Yeah. Okay,
0: I'm I'm down with I like I think I like the call. I yeah, think I, I, so far. I really like how Edelstein's playing this post-flop. I think it's pretty great. I actually think both of them have played it perfectly so far. me too. And Edelstein
1: calls. He does decide to call. Yeah. Um, So the pot's big now. It's 148,500
0: in the pot. Ben has how much left? 170? 173 left. Yeah, that's the effective stack. So Ben could be in some serious trouble if he doesn't, you know, river a king, say. Or maybe a heart could come. That would be helpful. Bail him out.
1: Would be. All right, river's the five of spades. That's not a king. That is... So clean, like never, ever affects anything.
0: It would be shocking if it did.
1: Yeah. So Edelstein decides to check again. I think you have to once you check call the turn to allow Ben to bet whatever he's going to bet.
0: It would seem very strange to suddenly bet out right now. I guess it could be like ace queen of hearts, like desperately trying to, you know,
1: like the jig is going to be up at some point. But before that point, let's get as much in as we can. And if we bet now, we definitely don't have pocket queens anymore as Adelstein. Right.
0: right. We never do. It's like, what do we have? It's super weird. Right. So Adelstein does check. Now, I mean, obviously, Ben would call if we bet. Yes. But that's okay, because if ben, ben has a hand that he can call with, he often is going to bet it anyway, like Ace King. Yeah. Right. So now we're on Ben. We're on
1: Ben. Now, do you think it's an obligatory bet?
0: We, were, we talked a little bit about this while we were watching the hand. And you said, you asked me the question right as Ben was thinking about what to do. And I said, I think you have to bet it. I just think you're winning way too often. Garrett's not supposed to have a jack. There's not, we block aces. Like, there's just not that much we're losing to.
1: And think, I think we can get paid by queens because of how we've played it.
0: Yeah. And if Garrett somehow has a, a worse king, which is not impossible, not impossible, no. We know this because we can see his hand. We know it's not impossible. Well, then that hand may feel sort of obligated to call, too, just like, well, I blocked some stuff, and this is maybe one of the best hands I can have, blah, 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 based on the line that I took. It may just feel like it has to call. Yeah. So I think we just kind of have to bet our hand. Also, we, were, we came into all of this on the flop with the question of how do we get two streets of value? Yeah. So I think we should try and get two streets of value when it runs out as clean as it did. Right. Well, it seems as clean as It did. turns out the jack on the turn was a death card for us, but it's hard to see that. It's very hard to see that. Garrett only called. I think we just have to bet. Yeah. And maybe we'll say to ourselves,
1: yeah, sometimes he's going to fold queens, but I have to accept that because he has queens so often. And he loves to call. And if he has two tens, maybe he'll call with that too. He's a bit know? of a station. Yeah, he's a bit of a station. So Ben is going to decide to bet now. With the stack to pot as it is, what do you think is a good size? 148 in the pot. Ben's got 173. Like, can he move in? That's what I was
0: just, I was just about to suggest. Let's just move in and try and let the station call us. Let's just do it. You think so? I mean, you could go, you could go much smaller and try and get two queens to call it by t- saying like, it's a great price, basically. You, you kind of, don't you just have to call? Because I'm giving right. you such a good price, buddy. Um, but we could just move in and we don't have to get called nearly as often then, right? We have to get called like half as, half as much, if even that, and have it all work out.
1: Okay, so in order to include Ace-King in our polarized range, which if we move in, we're definitely polarizing ourselves. Yeah. uh, We have to have a lot of missed hearts, I think, in order to actually play missed hearts that Mm. way, where we would three-bet preflop with kind of like a suited connectory type hand or an Ace-X of hearts type hand. Yeah. And then we would check back the flop because we don't think we have fold equity, I guess, bet the turn when we pick up equity and bomb the river as a bluff.
0: Yeah. Do you think we have that a lot? I mean, I think if we, ch- the problem is, a lot of our missed hearts, we might have bet even on the flop. Yeah. like we got nothing going on here. Like if we have check, seven eight of hearts, like let's, I probably have to bet twice, but let's go. And then you pick up equity on the turn. You're like, all right, well, I'll probably bet again, and then you move in on the river or you check back, whatever you, however you decide to do it. So, but maybe there are some missed hearts you could have that are like maybe nine. Ten, no, wouldn't you just bet nine ten of hearts? You have a gutter and a back door. Are you really going to check that ten high against? Maybe de- if you
1: believe Edelstein is never folding the flop, maybe you won't.
0: Okay. And then, but then on the turn, he checks again, and you pick up hearts, too. And you're like, all right, I've got, I've got equity yeah. even if he calls. Yeah. And that jack's good for me, and he obviously doesn't love his hand. Right. So, yeah. start to tell
1: the story of I have trip jacks.
0: Right. And then you bet the river, and you're like, I'm just going to pull out the howitzer here, you know. No Glock for me. And yeah. uh, you say, I'm just going to go all in here. And it's a little more than a pot size. That gives me my max fold equity. And I might do this with some of my value hands. Right. So I don't know how many combos of hearts we're really doing all that with, but I don't either. Um, to be clear to the listeners, if, if it's not obvious, what we're
1: trying to figure out here is, is it possible to get called by two Queens if we move in as Bentley?
0: Right. Because we have to have enough bluffs so that two Queens thinks it's reasonable to call. Yeah. It's at least possible and reasonable to call
1: two Queens. Unfortunately for us blocks a
0: lot of our combo draws. Yeah.
1: Which is a bit of an issue.
0: Yes. Um, that is a real problem although if he has two queens and he doesn't have the queen of hearts in there right then it's fine, right? But he could have the Queen of Hearts. If he has two Queens, sometimes he's got the Queen of Hearts. Yeah, half the time. Half the time
1: he's got the Queen of Hearts. That half of the time, Edelstein's probably going to have to find a fold when we shove.
0: Yeah, because he blocks all the combo draws. Yeah, we can't have Ace Queen. We can't have Queen Ten of Hearts. Yeah, those are two really key key yeah. cards. I guess even Queen Nine of Hearts, which right. I don't think we'd play like this pre anyway. Nor the Queen Ten of Hearts. Maybe not even the Ace Queen of Hearts. I don't know if we're playing any of these any of these hard hands like this anyway. I far. know, I know, that's a problem. This is a real problem. So maybe we can't move in because we don't have a South Pole. The only reason to move in then is because Adelstein sometimes will station and we've seen it, yeah. but he may be stationing against fee and not against us because he knows that fee doesn't have to have it. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. he may be good enough to be able to make all those distinctions. And even if he was wrong against fee that one time, maybe it's a profitable call. I don't know that it is, but maybe he at least has reasons for that. Perhaps that he, that he wouldn't have here. Perhaps.
1: I think if it's Negranu in 2008, we're should, we were supposed to move in. Cause he's like super station and right. always has a showdownable hand the way right. he played the hand. Right. Yeah, but I don't know about in this spot.
0: Well, if we don't move in, then what should we size it as? There's, there's a hundred, how much? 148 in there. Okay. So if we're trying to get to call by two queens, what think, could we do?
1: Well, I think what Lamb ends up doing, I think, is pretty good. He bets about half pot, almost exactly. He bets 74K. Yeah. And that's kind of just like standard bet size.
0: And it leaves him 99 behind, right? Yeah.
1: It's kind of like, this is the standard bet size. You can't really read too much into this either way. It's not like I'm giving you a great price. It's not like I'm polarizing myself. Just betting, you know, mm-hmm. which I kind of like. Yeah. So I think I like that. You you prefer a different size? I mean, you're giving them a pretty good price. It is a pretty good price, but it's not like you're betting 40K. Right, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think I might like a slightly bigger sizing, even so. Like maybe 100 rather than 74 Okay. Just make it look like please go away just a little bit of please go away in there, you know? Yeah. Size it up slightly, but it probably doesn't matter once we're talking about amounts this big anyway. Like maybe 74k is like that's a lot of money, like you know, it feels like a pretty serious bet.
1: Yes, it does. And it is. It is. It very yeah. much is. That's that's a lot of money, man. Yeah.
0: So maybe you don't maybe, maybe practically you don't have to make it bigger for these guys when we're at these stakes, you know? Yeah. Maybe not.
1: All right. So that's what he does. He bets 74K. Just going for pure value. Adelstein, is it time to move in or to call? It's 100K more in Lamb's stack.
0: I mean, I think we have to move in.
1: To get called by Lamb's hand, I guess? Yeah, or Aces. Problem is...
0: Oh, worse, Jack.
1: Okay, I guess a better way to come about this, before asking what we're going to get called by, is... uh, I forgot where I was going with that.
0: What are we... Oh, okay. What,
1: yeah, I completely lost it. Um, nice job. Do we have any bluffs? That's what it is.
0: Ah. I mean, hard to come up with very many.
1: I think we have to have ace, queen of hearts and decide to play it like this for yep.
0: it to be like this. It seems hard to imagine we decide to play it like this on most of the streets. Yeah. Like, we probably would have not 4 bet it very often pre. We might have bet the flop. We often are betting the turn. And then we have to decide. We have to not take any of those lines, take them all differently, and then decide to check raise the river. Yeah. By the way, when Bemba puts in... Like 40% of his remaining stack. Yeah. That just seems very unlikely. So it's hard to say that that's a reasonable bluff for us to show up. Before.
1: Yeah, so I think it's hard to get called by anything but trip jacks.
0: Okay. Well, don't we have to try anyway? Just because... Does Lamb have more trip jacks or full houses? He just doesn't have very many full houses, does he? He got six is full. He can have six is full. He can have he king can... jack suited? Maybe No, he probably can't have it. Is he gonna call when we four bet? That's I don't. Th- I don't know if he is.
1: And, and you were thinking he might not call with sixes pre.
0: Yeah, he may not feel like he can uh, set mine profitably yeah. there. I don't. I don't know that he can honestly, especially if Garrett's a little wider than normal, which it turns out he is. It's even harder to like get paid when you hit your set. Yeah. You know? And you're gonna be in all these spots where you have to like hero or decide to hero with one pair, which you just are gonna hate with sixes. Probably just throw it away. So I don't know if we can have sixes full. I don't know if we can have king jack. We're down to king-king and jack-jack. But can we have queen-jack and jack-ten if we can't have king-jack? It's a great question. You'd think we either can have them all or none of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And if we can't have that, then we're either chopping with the other ace-jack or we're trying to get called by aces or ace-king, which means we're not really worried about chopping with the other jack. Like, whatever, obviously. Who cares? But that's fine. But so then... All we're, so, the, so we're really balancing the times Benba has ace king and decides to call versus fold against every time he has kings and every time he has that's it yeah. maybe 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 a, a little bit of pocket sixes maybe a little bit yeah and maybe a little bit of king jack I guess and maybe a tiny bit of pocket fives for a river full house yeah he's the one who he's the guy who can have pocket fives yeah either of them does again I don't know if he can have it based on stacked pot stuff right pre flop but he's really smart I don't know that he would make the call. Yeah, I don't know. I think he may just be like, I'm not getting a good enough price, probably. So I
1: don't know if there's value to be had here by check shoving his Adelstein. I guess we're just hoping Lamb makes a mistake and calls with a hand like Ace King.
0: I mean, if he has Ace King, he's going to at least have to think about it, right? Yeah. And it's o- this is the good news. I mean, this may sound crazy, but it's only $100,000 more, right? And so considering the size of the pot and how much has already been put in, if as Adelstein, we move in and bend, but insta-calls insta- and we're beat, right? Which is going to happen once in a while. Yes, you're like, meh, I was probably supposed to lose more anyway to this guy. Like, we were probably supposed to get it in at some point. Like,
1: Or or you could tell yourself, well, I could have just folded that horrible hand preflop when I got three-bet
0: when I was under the gun. Of course. yeah. You could say that, too. (laughs) (laughs) I could have saved this quarter million dollars. Yeah. That would be another way to go. Those are both reasonable thoughts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Preflop hand selection. It's huge. It's huge. If you know the
0: Jack's coming on the turn, it's a pretty good time to select Ace Jack. Right. So, okay,
1: I think... My conclusion here is there's not much value to be had by check shoving here. Mm-hmm. If, even though it sucks, I think maybe we have to check call.
0: Here's another reason to check shove. Okay. We're on TV. If we wanna get uh, if we wanna have bluffs in check raising river spots in future yeah. f- future hands, we wanna be able to show people that we can check if we if we check call this hand, it's gonna be really hard to get bluffs through on rivers because what value are we ever gonna have? I mean, the, the obviously obvious, the uh, hands all play out differently.
1: The obvious value, yeah, and the way this hand played out, maybe he'll get that because people will have a passing memory of it from TV. But if they actually remember the hand properly, yeah. it's like, well, there's no bluffs in your range.
0: Yeah, yeah, and there's in fact, your- actually, it may even work out well for him, right? Yeah, because then he can he can start check raising a hand like this. Um, no, I, I don't completely disagree with you. I mean, we we have to be able to get called by Ace King for this to work, and it's hard to get called by Ace King because what the hell are we bluffing with? There's no
1: way we get here and bluff. Unless we have ace queen of hearts and are a psycho. And I guess maybe we're a bit of a psycho.
0: We are. But and we can't ever really show up with ace king here and be check raising all in because because no. Bemba can have a jack. Right. Although what jacks can Bemba have ace jack suited? And I yeah. guess. Yeah. He's supposed to have more ace jack than we are. Do we think maybe we somehow think Bemba is never going to call with any jack pre that isn't two jacks. Maybe. If we think that, then suddenly we can have a lot of bluffs again. Which bluffs the, that we got here with. Right, because we check called the turn. Yeah. Uh, It makes it so tough when you say that. Two queens, we turn two queens into a bluff. That's insane. That'd be so sick. We don't block anything. So sick. But if we don't think he can have a jack, then uh, what's he going to call us with?
1: Yeah, I guess if we think we have a clear range advantage.
0: I mean, he has to have aces to even consider calling because he's going to fold ace king. Because what are we bluffing with? He's not going to turn queens into a bluff. No, he's going to have a blocker to do it. You're completely right. Yeah. That's just how it works nowadays. Right. Right. Wow. So maybe this is not a good move-in? Because he does move in, and we didn't say that, but he does. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he moves in. By the way, Bemba thinks for quite a while.
1: Right. Well, he's getting a pretty good price. It's 99K to call.
0: There's 300K in the pot. I mean, wow. Yeah. But... Having said that, Bemba folds. He does. Because he says to himself, even though I'm getting this pretty good price, I have to be right 25% of the time.
1: I am not right 25% of the I time. I am
0: going to lose more often than that because what in the world can he ever have to make this play? It's got to be value.
1: Like, the way he played it, it's got to be ace, queen, or maybe queen, ten of hearts. So right. in order to get here that way, he has to four-bet that preflop. He's so much less likely to, to four-bet his suited combos than his unsuited combos. So that takes away a lot of the chance of that happening. Yeah. Then he has to check the flop, decide not to bet the flop, decide to check, call the turn instead of bet the turn when he picks up all the equity, and then decide to check shove, giving Ben a great price.
0: And just to be clear, I think you said he's he's more likely to 4 his suited combos rather than his unsuited, but it's the opposite, right? A, yes, it's
1: the opposite. Okay. He's yeah. more, more likely to 4 his unsuited combos. Right. Cool, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and it's like, so while he can have one combo of kings very solidly and one combo of jacks really solidly, maybe even a combo of, maybe even some sixes in there, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, guess what? I don't know if he ever has any combos of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if he can ever have ace, queen of hearts because of what you're saying. Yeah. Ace and queen, 10 of hearts or queen, nine of hearts. Or, and what else is there? Right. So what the heck? Like, gotta fold. If he has, I mean, can he have more than half a total combo of those things? Because no. if he can't, then we can't call. I don't think he does. Sorry, if know. he can. Yeah. I mean, like, he just doesn't have it. He just has almost no bluffs, if any. Right. So Bemba's able to fold. Now, against other players, this is going to work out great, right? Oh, We're yeah. they are going to be able to move in, they're going to call with ace king.
1: It's a it's such a poopy spot when you're like uh, genius value bet on the river with your ace king, and then he moves in, you're like, oh. It sucks because. Oh, well, that's too bad.
0: You're just sitting there like he's got two combos of value, pretty much. Yeah. But he doesn't have any bluff combos. It's so hard to come with a bluff combo. And I guess you could be like, I guess he just has quad jacks. Ugh. Sucks. Yeah. Hold him sucks, man. You know, you put all this money in. You have, the, a, really, you have a really good hand. doesn't suck if you're Garrett Adelstein. And then they make you fold. <laughs> <laughs> sucks.
1: But, I mean, they didn't
0: make you fold. You made the right fold.
1: Yeah, of course. It was a good fold. It's a good fold. I mean, It's we're, a great hand. We're saying it makes
0: a lot of sense to fold because it does, but it's hard to do. I mean, in the, in, if I was in Benba's spot, I f- would find it very hard to fold against Garrett Adelstein, I think, yeah. when I block... What feels like most of his value. I think I'd probably find a call. Yeah. But Benba's better than me, also, in fairness oh, yeah. to him. Oh, yeah, a lot better. Yeah, of course he is. And uh, so whatever, man. Like, I think I would say he's got like two obvious combos of value. I block everything else. He'd never move with, with aces. He's a crazy person. I call. I'm getting a great price. I call. Like I would just do all that and say, fine. But yeah. I like to call. You do. Yeah. You do.
1: Well, Benba made a good fold. He
0: did. He made and I a really think good think
1: Edelstein might have made a bad move in, but I like the rest of how he played yeah, it. Yeah, I guess
0: I guess he kind of brought me around on that a bit. Yeah. Where I, I felt like he just had to move in. It was just too too high in his distribution and all that. And it's high up in his distribution for sure, but maybe it's not high enough. It's
1: definitely the very bottom of his check shoving range.
0: Um, yeah. I think that's true. I think that's true. But I still but in my mind it was still in there. Yeah. You know, because if he has a little bit of Kings and a little bit of Jacks, and then Ace-Jack. That's what's next. Yes. It's like uh, Hawkwoman. She's what's next. Okay. You know. Definitely. No, a lot it. of the listeners get that. Sure. everybody. <laughs> There's gets probably going to be a, a TV show with Hawkwoman soon. Yep, Hawkwoman. Yep. Everybody talks she about She was that. in a TV show recently. Okay. Really, I mean it. All right, I think we're done. <laughs> okay. I I am on what I'm not. We got one life and I took a break, but I'm back to claim the throne and going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to